Hello, this is Pastor Kong Hee. I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. I pray that you'll be blessed in Christ, encouraged by the Word, and experience an encounter with God. Remember, knowing God and being known by Him is the greatest pursuit of life. Enjoy the message. In my last post, I defined what a doctrine is. Doctrine is a set of beliefs and instructions that the senior leadership and theologians of every church or denomination formulate based on their best understanding of the scripture. Unless they belong to the same denomination or network of churches, the doctrine of one church may not be exactly the same as the doctrine of another church. This is really the reason why there are different denominations in the first place. Although we all read from the same Bible, we understand the truths of Scripture differently. Most of the time, while the differences are not about the absolute essentials or the first order doctrines, yet they are significant enough to result in the distinctiveness among different churches and denominations. Now, what we present as truths must be done with special care and wisdom because they will eventually form the worldview by which we and our members govern our lives. Specifically, doctrines are very important for many reasons. In this video, I just want to share with you four. Number one, doctrine connects us to our historical Christian roots. Jude 3 talks about the faith which was once for all delivered to all the saints. Our belief is not something we invented, but something we inherited. For example, we believe in the Trinity. God is one essence in three persons. This has been the belief of Christians since the beginning of the church. We don't believe in three gods, which is a heresy called tritheism. We also don't believe that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three forms of God existing at various times, that God is like water. He could either be liquid, or ice, or water vapor. No, no, no. This is a heresy called modalism, which teaches that God was Father in the Old Testament, Son during the earthly ministry, and now appears as the Holy Spirit in the church. All these are wrong, because God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have always existed throughout all time and eternity. This has been the historical belief since the days of the earliest Christians. When a church is unaware of historical Christian theology or is unhinged from it, it can easily slip into false teachings. Number two, doctrines teach us how to think about God and His redeeming work. Our doctrines provide a clear framework concerning the different spiritual truths and realities of the Bible. For example, the doctrine of God informs us that our God is holy, God is truth, and God is love. That His agape love is not only an emotional feeling or affection, but is expressed through benevolent actions of patience and kindness, mercy and grace, servanthood and sacrifice, etc. And God doesn't just want us to know about Him. He wants us to know Him personally, and intimately. So every church and denomination must explain its theology into different, different doctrines. For example, 
The doctrine of God, the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, the doctrine of the Trinity, the doctrine of angels, the doctrine of Satan and demons, the doctrine of election, the doctrine of man, the doctrine of sin, the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of atonement, the doctrine of sanctification, the doctrine of the church, the doctrine of the second coming, etc., etc., etc. Every church must explain its best understanding of these Bible truths as illuminated to them by the Holy Spirit. All these then provide a clear framework, a clear framework for our members to know how to think about God, His redeeming work in our lives. Number three, doctrines shape the values and priorities of our daily church ministry. A church cannot be healthy and effective if it chooses to ignore Bible truths. Then it is at best just a social club, a community club. That's all. Doctrines are important because all our discipleship values, our church paradigms, staffing decisions, financial priorities, and public ministry emerge from them. For example, our doctrine of evangelism moves us to actively share the good news with the lost in all seasons, good times and bad times by a clear presentation of the finished work of Christ on the cross through a caring system of meeting human needs. Our doctrine of the cultural mandate highlights the need to be contemporary and relevant, that to effectively engage our marketplace with the gospel, it is important to have a holy worldliness. This means a worldliness that is not unholy and a holiness that is not unworldly. So in our holiness, that means in our Christ-likeness, we are determined not to be irrelevant to our culture. So you see, our doctrines powerfully shape our values and priorities in our daily church ministry. Number four, doctrines build a framework for love and unity among our church members. We often gravitate towards people we have an affinity to. This means we are drawn to those with whom we share a common interest or goal. In any community, natural affinities are important, like age group. So youths naturally gravitate towards youths. Language, people easily gravitate towards others from their own culture who speak their own mother tongue and profession. For example, our air crew members gravitate towards others in the airline industry. Natural affinities may form easy social bridges, but they don't provide a firm foundation for biblical community. The unity among believers that Jesus prayed for in John 17 is not built on natural affinities, but on the spiritual realities of kingdom truth. When this becomes the basis of our fellowship, then deep and lasting bonds develop and the gospel goes forth with power. The place of agreement is the place of power. 